Today is July 8th, 2023, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. So I'm back, and we're going to cover some of the past topics, which is the Zillion Thunder uh, main box that was released on June 28th. going to go over all the URs and SRs as normal. Uh, Solomon Moto was released as well. We have his event. Grandpa arrives event when they drop two cards. We have the character with a couple of new uh, level up rewards and also his um, exclusive dual skills. And we have all of the upcoming news for July. So, just as a reminder, you can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Search Dual Links Podcast, Dual Assessment Podcast, and all of the old episodes are also available on WordPress at dualassessment.wordpress.com. So I'm back from my trip. Um, I guess I'll just talk about that. So um, it it was like my work conference in Verona, Italy, which is um, you know not one of the main uh, cities, but a smaller city. And um, spent a few days there. Uh, went around everywhere there. Um, ate some really good food. Um, if you ever get a chance. If you ever have been to Italy, you know it's all about the food there. Um, my conference went well, I guess. Um, did the did the speech I was supposed to do? Um, so I haven't seen any footage of it or anything like that. But um, yeah, did that. Uh, I think I got sick from it too, so I'm still getting over that. But after that, I went to uh, Florence, Bologna, and Milan. Uh, for a couple of days, and I came back uh, four days ago. So, still readjusting. There, I think um, I was able to get some of the events done in, in some of the downtime I had. You know, internet internet's a little spotty sometimes. And I was even having a hard time getting into Duel Links, uh, depending on what type of internet service I had or whatever. So, um, it was tough, but I finished the... Finished the Grandpa event. Uh, I think Master Duels had the one of those dual trials where you play around with some of the random cards with the uh, dice rolling effects or whatever. But I was able to do that as well. So um, all in all, I, I was able to finish uh, my dailies and my events and things like that uh, while I was there. Let's get back to Duel Links. Um, a lot seems to have changed. Uh... While it was gone, and uh, I'm just gonna take a look at some of the new metas. I know Duelings meta notably has changed um, their format in terms of how they calculate the power rankings and whatnot. Uh, so I'm gonna try to take a look at that. Let's go to a Grand Harriers tournament, the Grand Prix Duelings Grand Prix number thirty. This happened uh, not that long ago, yesterday actually. And um, looking at the top decks, we have Odd Eyes Orcus, which is a new deck, it seems. Uh, Rockets, Trick Stars, uh, Orcus, Speedroids, pretty much the same decks. Um, it's like Punk is in the... In... Oh, Pure, sorry, that's not Punk. First place, Aaron, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Raging Pendulum, Odd Eyes Orcus. So... This is the new deck, I guess. Um, 
So in terms of Odd Eyes components, we have um, Odd Eyes Pendulum Dragon, 3 Oaf Dragon Magician, 3 Wisdom Eye Magician, 2 Performer Palace Skullcrow at Joker, 1 Time Breaker Magician, 3 Dragon Pit Magician, 1 Dragon Pulse Magician, 2 Pendulum Call. And in the Orcist part, we have 2 Orcist Harpoor, we have Tackle Crusader, that goes under that I guess, Orcus Nightmare, Orcus Symbol Skeleton, Orchestrated Babble, Orchestrated Return. If Santa Claus, two copies of Santa Claus as a tech card, kind of like the Kaiju play, but um, I think the level six, no, level six doesn't really, doesn't really play a role here. It's just, it's just for hard removal on the opponent. Um, this deck also runs Summoner's Art. Yeah, so this deck, um, 27 card deck. Um, Odd Eyes, as it seems, is a uh, precursor to the Pendulum Magician deck because you see a lot of the components of the uh, Pendulum Magicians. The Elf Dragon, the Wisdom Eye, the Skull Crowback Joker, or all those cards. It's still the part of the Dragon Pit and the Dragon Pulse and the Pendulum Call, which are kind of like they're kind of extra pieces before you get more of the um, Pendulum Magician type cards. Second place, Sanji64, favorite duel, Elemental Heroes. So Elemental Heroes are back. Three copies of Elemental Heroes Stratus. Two, Liquid Soldier. One, Neospatian Grand Mole. Three, Elemental Hero Neos. Uh, Sparkman, Avian, and Burstinatrix. I believe those are required to be run in the deck. Reinforcement of the Army. Three, Book of Moon. Three, Neos Fusion. 3 Warning Point, 3 Bottomless Trap Hole, 3 Needle Ceilings, and 2 Trap Tricks Hole Nightmare. So this is a really heavy control deck, as you can see, uh, with the heavy um, traps. 3 Warning Points, 3 Bottomless Trap Hole, 3 Needle Ceilings, 2 Trap Tricks Hole Nightmare, 3 Book of Moon. So very, very strong uh, control elements here. It's very clean otherwise. Focusing on the uh, elemental heroes you have to run, and also um, the really good... Um, like the Liquid Soldier is really good. Stratus really good um, cards. Extra deck is pretty. It's it's pretty clear cut. It's not as diverse as you think. Elemental Hero Grand Neos. That's why they run the mole, I guess. Elemental Hero Shining Flare Wingman. Elemental Heroes. Elemental Hero Neos Knight. Three copies of that card. Uh, Flame Wingman. Ferocious Flame Swordsman's a Link Monster and Brute Enforcer's another um, old Link Monster. Top 4, Mustafa Kamal, 891. 3 effects, Orcus. So this is an Orcus deck um, with 3 copies of Apprentice Illusion Magician. So um, only Dark Magician uh, card in the deck. 3 Orcus Harp Horror. 3 Scrap Recycler. 2 Orcus Nightmare. 1 Orcus Symbol Skeleton. 1 World Legacy World Wand. 1 Orchestrated Babble. 2 Orchestrated Return. Two Book of Moon, two Forbidden Lands, two Forbidden Chalice. Yeah, this is pretty much the pure version, uh, just with the Dark Magician card. And top four, Fion Phoenix, three FX Trickstar. So this is uh, Trickstars, three Trickstar Corbane, three Trickstar Candida, one Trickstar Lycoris. Uh, tech card, three copies of White Princess, one Trickstar Light Stage, three Trickstar Festival. Three Dark Holes, 
two Ice Dragon Prison and Needle Sealing. So again, this is a very control-oriented deck. You could tell with the three Dark Holes, Needle Sealing, the White Princess. Um, yeah, that's control deck. Quickly look at Main Phase 231 from Dilux Entertainment as well. First place, Void and Mavis. Destiny Effect. Destiny Hero. I'm not familiar with this skill, but this is not the Elemental Hero deck that we saw. And the Destiny Heroes got some um, new tools, of course. One copy of Plasma. Two Malicious. Two Liquid Soldier. One Tackle Crusader, one Deci Destiny Hero Decider, three Celestial, three Drill Dark. They kind of use the same um, Destiny Hero monsters as they always did. One Reinforcement of the Army, three Book of Moon, one Miracle Fusion, one Destiny Draw, two Fusion Recovery, two Crackdown, two Breakthrough Skill. Extra Deck, two Elemental Hero Sunrise, one Vision Hero Adoration, one Destiny Hero Dangerous, one Beatrice, one Evil Swarm Nightmare, one Extra Hero Wonder Driver, new card, and Nightmare Phoenix. Second place, Icy Gamers, Holly Angel Trick, Trick Stars. This is a very similar deck to the one we saw before, kind of running the same elements of the um, control. We have Book of Moons, Dark Holes, um, just no Needle Ceilings in this deck. Top four, Juninho, Holly Angel Trick, Trick Stars, again, same deck. Um, Ice Dragon's Prison seems to be a core piece of the deck as well. This one runs a tech card, DD Crow. And top four, Josh Fishy G, Boral Launch Rocket. Three Rocket Tracer, three Magna Rocket Dragon, one Silver Rocket Dragon, three Metal Rocket Dragon, three Book of Moon, three Quick Launch, one Econ, one Boot Sector Launch, one Ice Dragon's Prison, one Warning Point, one Compulsory Evac Device, two Fiendish Chain, one Needle Sealing, and one Necrofusion. So the Dueling's um, Meta Power Rankings has been reformulated, as I mentioned, and um, kind of the numbering, the tiers changed, and also the totals changed, because previously they... Um, they all added up to 100. Uh, like all of the scores add up to 100. Now it exceeds it. And um, Tier 1 is now uh, the most successful tournament topping decks with power levels of at least 27. So previously, it was a lot less than 27. I think um, it's 15, I believe, as the top tier. And now they're taking into consideration the top 4, I'm guessing. Tier 2, six, between 16 and 27 power levels. Uh, much lower before... And tier 3 is power levels from 6 to 16. So speedroids are now uh, top deck share with odd eyes. Similar, similar power scores. Speedroids at 34.5. Odd eyes at 32. Notably you haven't seen the speedroids in the top 4 in the decks I, in the tournaments I saw. But probably have showed up in other spots. Tier 2 we have Orcus at 25 going up. Trickstars at 19.5 and Rockets at 19.5. And tier 3, we have Guki at 7.5. Okay, so let's get to the main box. This main box is called Zillion Thunder. Um, named after Chaz, I believe. Some of these cards are um, 
Oh, not really, but I think the card, the card art card is um, an ode to Chaz. But, oh yeah, I guess he does use Arm Dragon too. I guess. You always think about the Ojamas and stuff, but... No, he plays different decks. But, um... Kind of a weird, uh, a weird box. They have some new archetype here, which which could be uh, something you could dig through in the future. And then they also try to augment some existing uh, archetypes. They put in uh, a staple limit three here as well, so uh, it might be worth getting. URs as as. Um, Regular for main boxes, they have uh, one copy each. SRs have two. First one's the Armed Dragon Thunder, level 10. Wind, level 10. Dragon, 3,000, 2,000. If this was special summoned by the effect of an Armed Dragon monster, it gains effects based on its own attack. At least one attack. Uh, this card's name becomes Armed Dragon, level 10. At least 10 attack. Possession of this card cannot switch. At least 100 it cannot be destroyed by battle, at least a thousand. Once per turn during your opponent's turn, quick effect, send a card from your hand to the graveyard, target one other card on the field, destroy it. If you do, this card gains a thousand attack. And if this card has at least ten thousand attack, once per turn, you can destroy all other cards on the field. So this is an interesting card. Um, it must be special summoned. Um, well, it doesn't have to be, I guess. Um... But if it's not special summoned through the armed dragon method, it's just a vanilla 3000 attacker. And at that point, there's no reason to really play it. So the only uh, successful way of summoning this is through leveling up uh, different armed dragons. Now this card's going to have three, at least the three or four abilities on its own. Uh, the first four so it has the name Arm Dragon Level 10. It, possession can't be switched, so it can't be Econ taken or crackdowned. It can't be destroyed by battle. And then there's this quick effect where you can discard a card to destroy a card. This card gains a thousand attack. That's really the main appeal of this card is having that quick effect ability. Now, with the 10,000, you can't really expect that. Uh, but you destroy all cards on the field. So... This leveling up is what you have to do. Um, start with level three to five to seven to ten. So it's it's hard to it's hard to do. I think um, there's like certain cards like level up and things like that that make it easier. And if I were to run this as my win condition, I would um, include level up. Anything to make it faster to get this guy on the board because once it's on the board, it's pretty strong. But at the same time, it could get easily um, destroyed. Um, it just has the battle destruction immunity, but any targets, any target, like destroy, target, banish, bounce back to the hand, this card's gone. So, um, not not the most, you know, it's a, it, it's, it's a card that has flashy abilities, but then can also be easily stopped. So, I, I don't think this is meta at all. Destiny Hero Dystopia. This is Dark Level 8, Warrior Fusion, 2 Destiny Hero Monsters, 2800 Attack, 2400 Defense. If this card is special summoned, you can target a level 4 or lower Destiny Hero Monster in your graveyard, inflict damage to your opponent equal to half that target's attack. 
If this card's attack is different from its original quick effect, you can target one card on the field and destroy it. If you do, this card's attack becomes equal to that card's original attack. This is a very easy fusion, just two Destiny Hero Monsters. And um, it's going to inflict a little burn in the first effect, sure. Um, of course, this card's main ability lies in its quick effect, which means it having different a modified attack. And also, you can target a card on the field and destroy it. So, the easiest way to do this, I believe, is with Elemental Hero Sunrise, because Sunrise will give every uh, one of your monsters a 500 attack buff. So, there you have it. You have Sunrise, you have Dystopia, and Dystopia is going to come with the quick effect uh, to, to destroy stuff. So, yeah, you definitely have to play those two cards in conjunction. But otherwise, um, if your extra deck is running high, um, I, I would consider this a play, but, you know, like... It's not, it's not a, a win condition by any means. I don't think. But all like, all of the hero, extra deck cards seem to be a toolbox. So, it's whenever this comes in handy, you could play it. World Chalice Guard Dragon Almer Duke. This is win level nine Dragon Fusion. Fusion of three Link Monsters, three thousand attacks, twenty six hundred defense. Must be fusion summoned or special summoned from your extra deck by tributing the above cards you controlled. So it's a contact fusion of three link monsters. This card can attack all monsters your opponent controls each, uh, once each. When an attack is declared involving this card in an opponent's link monster, you can banish a link monster with the same link rating as that monster from your field or graveyard. Destroy that opponent's monster if you do inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of its original attack. This is made out of three link boxers, contact fusion or regular fusion. And um, obviously, you should think about a deck that runs link one, because link one is easier to put out. Think about it, if it's if this is made of three link twos, that's like six boxers right there. So definitely lower level uh, link boxers would behoove you there. Um, this is also specializing in beating down link boxers, because otherwise... If this is not attacking a Link Monster, it's a vanilla 3000-3000, just like the card we saw prior. And, um, see, this is the issue here. It would be better to attack a higher level Link Monster, higher Link rating Link Monster. But this, like I said before, it kind of contradicts what I said, because this would behoove to use Link 1. But this can take out some really big Link Monster, right? So, it's a risky play. Like, uh, I don't know if this is worth running in your extra deck. There's probably better ways to remove those other Link Monsters. Yeah. There seem to be too many... It's, like, too conditional, that effect. It's, like, banish a Link Monster with the same Link rating. So, you're going to be packing, like, a Link 3, Link 4 situation and... Um, just to make this card, I, I don't know. Uh, so not not my favorite ability here. Um, I think there are better options for removal on opposing Link Monsters than this one. Armed Dragon Thunder level 3, Wind level 3, Dragon, 1200 attack, 900 defense. This card's name becomes Armed Dragon level 3 while on the field or in the graveyard. You can use each effect once per turn. You can send a monster from your hand to the graveyard. Send this card. Wait, you can send a monster from the hand to the graveyard. Send this card 
from the field to the graveyard if you do special summon a level 5 or lower arm dragon. So it's basically the regular level up ability. Um, you have to send a card from hand to graveyard, turn this to level 5. Got it. If this card is sent to the graveyard to activate a dragon monster's effect, you can draw one card. So this is the core piece. Probably you need to run three of these if you're playing Arm Dragon Thunder decks just to have consistency, to have the lowest level. and Because um, you could have just have one copy of level 5 from the deck and play that, but you need to start it off the lowest level. And basically you send this one away, and then you draw a card. You turn this to level 5, you draw a card. So that's nice. Um, just looking at quickly looking at level 5 level 5 if you send level 5 away you can add a level 5 or higher so you tutor level 7 and then level 7 you can add an armed dragon okay so it's pretty easy actually you turn 3 you draw a random card you get 5 you get 7 7 you go get 10 okay so the Arm Dragon Thunder is actually made a lot easier, but the uh, level 3 is more of a random card draw. So that's why it goes more into you need to run 3 of the level 3 cards. Alright. Ether, the Heavenly Monarch. So Monarchs are featured here. Light level 8 Fairy, 2800 attack, 1000 defense. You can tribute this card by tributing a Tribute Summoned Monster. If this card is Tribute Summoned, you can send two Monarch spells or traps with different names from your hand or deck to the graveyard. If you do Special Summon a monster of 2400 or more attack and 1000 defense from your deck, but return it to the hand during the end phase. During your opponent's main phase, if this card is in your hand, you can banish a Monarch spell or trap from your graveyard. Immediately after this effect resolves, Tribute Summon this card. This is a quick effect. So despite the tribute summoning requirement for Monarchs, this isn't a bad card at all. You can thin out your deck. You could just dump two Monarch spells and traps. And then they they trigger additional effects. So those Monarch uh, spells and traps have like removal or control abilities from the graveyard. So that's pretty nice. Um, like, uh, yeah. And this has some kind of quick effect where it's like you can swarm, you can banish a spell or trap, and then special summon this from the hand. So, it keeps coming back, and then you can keep special summoning stuff from the graveyard. So, this is, I would say, a core piece for Monarchs. Um, depending on what Monarchs you use, the Wind one was pretty good, I remember. Um, a pretty strong removal abilities, but of course, it's all just getting it started. Like, with the lower level Squires or whatever to um, get the abilities going. Adea the Heavenly Squire. This is uh, one of the core cards too for Monarchs. Light level 1 Warrior, 800-1000. If this is normal or special summoned, you can special summon a monster of 800 attack and 1000 defense from your deck in defense, except for Adea. If this card is sent to the graveyard, you can target one of your banished Monarch spells or traps added to your hand. So this is basically a great piece because you could swarm out another monster or any of those other squire cards and then you could use that for a monarch summon. And then this also recycles the um, monarch spells and traps. So the previous two monarch cards I would say are you know, essential for the deck being competitive in any way. It's hard for the deck to be competitive but they're having all their 
they pretty much have all their pieces now at this point. Alright, so there's a new archetype here. Ursarctic Departure. Normal spell. Discard a card. Add two Ursarctic monsters from your deck to your hand. If you attribute a monster to effect an Ursarctic monster's effect, except the turn this was sent to the graveyard, you can banish this from the graveyard instead. I think this archetype is kind of meta. They kind of work with Dritons, I think. Um, this is just a good card. It tutors a couple of monsters. So you discard a card. Discard's a cost. Add two monsters. So it's a zero in card advantage. But being able to tutor two cards makes it a core spell to get things working. Um, yeah, that's all it is. It's just an archetypal spell card. Add two cards to your hand. Preparation rights, normal spell, add a level 7 or lower ritual monster from your deck to your hand, then add a ritual spell from your graveyard to your hand. So this is a plus 1 in card advantage here. Nice nice card. Um, you had to have had used a ritual first though, because you had to toss a ritual spell that gets in the graveyard. So this is more like your second ritual play, but again, plus 1. A little, they make it a little situational, uh, but you get the monster, you get the spell... Nice little card. Uh, I think ritual spell, ritual decks would need this card for sure to be competitive at all. And finally, Crackdown. Crackdown's you know one of those core limit three cards. Um, use control monster. Can't attack or activate effects. So you pretty much use it for material. Yeah, I would go through this box just to get Crackdown uh, if you're running like as your limit three card. Let's move on to the SRs, which have two copies each. Okay, so... First X SR is Extra Hero Wonder Driver. This is a light warrior. Two hero monsters, 1900 attack, and link two. If a hero monster is normal or special summoned to your zone, this card points to target a polymerization spell card, Fusion spell card or a change quick play spell in your graveyard set that target. You can only activate this effect once per turn. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, or if this card in your possession is destroyed by an opponent's card effect and sent to the graveyard, special summon a hero monster from your hand. So heroes finally get a link monster, and this is a great facilitator for any fusion or mask change because um you uh well you get this monster on the board and you play another one that points below it you can uh get a another fusion card from the graveyard so this is basically like a recovery for that second uh, after you already used the fusion card um you just have to pay attention to when you can activate a quick pick play so like you can activate the normal spell during that same turn but you cannot activate the quick play because quick plays once they're set you have to wait till the next turn to activate. Whereas a normal spell, you can activate the same turn as you set. So it, it prevents kind of like an explosive turn. This is a card I've seen in Master Duels. Um, any hero deck does run this card. So this is a core piece there. And it's a little sticky too. When it's destroyed uh, by battle or card effect, you can special summon another hero uh, monster from the hand. So that's nice, nice ability. I would expect this to be a staple for hero decks until the end. 
uh, Riliana, the Wondrous, Magistus, Witch Wardrobe, Rank 4 XZ, Light Spellcaster, two level 4 Spellcasters with different attributes, 1000 Attack, 2800 Defense. You can detach the material from this card, Special Summon a Magistus Monster from your deck. Also, you can't Special Summon Monsters from the extra deck for the rest of the turn, except for Magistus. While this is equipped to a monster, you can target and affect monster your opponent controls, negate its effects until the end of the turn. Oh yeah, um, detach a material special summon a monster. It seems like a pretty fair ability, it's not too strong. And it's a nice ability uh, when it's equipped, so you can negate a monster's effects. Um, as long as the monster's untargetable, um, you could kind of nullify a really powerful monster. Magistus hasn't really been a meta deck, um, so we'll see if this helps in any regard. Alright, Lightning Chidori, this is a uh, reprint card, uh, rank 4 XZ's Wind Monster. Uh, I haven't seen this card seen this card see any play. Uh, it doesn't really fit into Speedroids, which are already a Wind archetype. Uh, speedroids are specifically like a, like a Synchro a base deck and also they don't have a ton of like level four cards that they can use for this so um it doesn't really fit there but uh this could work in like a harpy deck or something like that that hasn't seen play in quite a bit of time ursarctic uh next card is ursarctic septentron this is water level seven beast warrior synchro 3,000 attack, 700 defense. Cannot be synchro summoned. Must be special summoned from your extra deck by sending two monsters you control with a level difference of 7 to the graveyard. A level 8 or higher tuner and a non-tuner synchro. Negate the effects of face of monsters without a level that were special summoned from the extra deck. If your opponent special summons a monster during the uh, except during the damage step, you can add an Ursarctic card from your deck to your hand. So you're stuck using um, Ursarctic Polari as level 1. And um, there's a bunch of other high-level, like level 8 monsters that you can use as the other. But this is weird. It's a synchro monster where you're just um, using like two specific materials. Um, it, it It's a tech card. It's a really powerful tech card. It negates the effects of all non-level monsters. So Link monsters and Xyz. Those two specifically. Um, I'm trying to think if this could be like a package or anything like that, but um, not really sure. Uh, I think that makes this interesting. At some point, Ursarctics probably will be meta. They're going to be, um, you know, like there's going to be a lot of Link Monsters around, and they're kind of the counterpart, counterplay to Link Monsters. Uh, being really powerful. So this is definitely a card you should get. I think um, in some of the other Ursarctic pieces, uh, in lieu of um, it being the ultimate counter to Link Monsters. Necroz of Colossus, Colossalis, Water Level 3 Warrior Ritual, 1200-2300. You can Ritual Summon this card of any Necroz Ritual spell. Must be Ritual Summoned. You can use each effect once per turn. You can discard this card, adding a cross spar trap from your deck to your hand. Or, quick effect, you can target a face-up monster on the field that special summon from the extra deck until the end of the turn. That target's attack becomes zero 
also that target's effects are negated. Very nice card. Um, I don't really much. I don't really know much about Necroz, but um, this is good because their ritual decks tend to be a little clunky. So you could discard this card and then tutor a spell or trap from the deck. So that's nice. And also, this card, while it doesn't have a ton of attack, it can negate the effects of a monster and make its attack zero. So it's a nice little. Um, could be OTK setup, nullifying the effects as well. Armed Dragon level 10, white. Light level 10, Dragon 3000, 2000. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned by its own effect. You can banish Armed Dragon monsters from your field or graveyard whose levels equal 10. Special summon this from the hand. Then you can add a white veil from your deck to your hand. Also, you can use this effect once per turn. You take no effect damage. At the start of the damage step, if this card attacks, you can destroy one card on the field. So this is the uh, Society of Light uh, Chaz Princeton card, I believe. And it's one of those extra monsters, kind of like um, uh, Chaos Dragon Levineer, where you can't summon it, where you must get rid of materials in the graveyard. So this is like a 3 and a 7, makes 10, that makes sense. And then once it's on the board, you can get White Veil, which is a very high-risk, high-reward card. But if you're playing this, you might as well run White Veil. And then they can't really use their spells and traps. Uh, of course, the risk of running a White Veil is that you take major damage when it's destroyed. So anything like MST or Cosmic Cyclone will make you take 3,000 damage. But uh, with the Arm Dragon White uh, equipped with the White Veil... Uh, gain some abilities. It can't. They can't activate spells or traps during until the end of the damage step. So it hits through all those things, and your opponent's spells or traps face ups are negated. And then if it destroys an opponent's monster, then you can destroy all of their spells and traps. So it's a it's a high risk high reward uh, situation. Very useful for getting rid of continuous uh, spells and things like that. And then the Arm Dragon White. Also, if it attacks, you can destroy a card of the field. So, you know, um, I would say this is probably not worth running. Uh, just it, the risk of taking 3,000 damage. But, um, yeah. It just goes... It's just another flavor card that you can add. But then you'll have to run White Veil in the deck if you're playing this to begin with. Dark Arm Dragon. This is a reprint. A uh, lo- uh, limit 3 card. Um... Must be special summoned by having at least three dark monsters. You can banish a dark monster, target a card in the field, destroy it. So this is a nice little chain gun card. You, it's kind of like um, you keep popping off cards so as long as you can summon it. So this is pretty much a very good card for any dark graveyard disposal deck. There's so many the- fiend and zombie decks that specialize in tossing things into the graveyard. And if you can control the number of... Dark monsters you have in the graveyard, you can special summon this card for free, pretty much. You don't have to banish those cards, you just have to have three. And you play this card, and then you could pop, like, three cards, because there's already three monsters in the graveyard. You could pop those uh, three cards with Dark Arm Dragon. So this is a nice little card. Um, the ability is a little old. Not the strongest ability, but it's an extra card. Um, it, this would be a better card in Master Duels than Duelings, in my opinion, but... Um, 
it, it, it could fit into many different decks, which makes it like a side option to play. It's not your win condition by any means, I think, but it's a nice deck for those that can like have the extra space to play this card. Raz the Light Monarch, Light Level 6 Warrior, 2400 Attack, 1000 Defense. When this is normal or special summoned, you can target up to two cards on the field. Destroy those targets if you do. Each player can draw one card for each of the cards they controlled that was destroyed by this effect. This card cannot attack during the turn and is normal or special summoned. Interesting card. Uh, the Wind Monarch is probably better because it can attack during that turn. This one can't. So you're pretty much destroying cards and letting someone draw cards. Um... So it you have to wonder if you want to pop your own cards because the monarch cards kind of like they're done after you use them. So you could just pop your own cards to draw cards. That might be the play. Like you might be just destroying your own cards because um, you're not even attacking that turn, right? You could, you could you could use this for hard removal, but then your opponent draws the cards again, right? So not the best monarch card in my opinion. Cybers Gadget, Light, Level 4 Cybers, 1400-300. When this is normal summoned, you can target a level 2 or lower monster in your graveyard, special summon in defense, but its effects are negated. If this card is sent from the field to the graveyard, you can special summon a Gadget token. Uh, you can use the effect once per turn. This card has a lot of potential use. It's almost like a Junk Synchron, because then... Uh, you play this card and then you get a level two. It's more like a link link version of a junk synchron, and um, you know it swarms out different cybers monsters. It's definitely useful, I think. Um, there's different combos you could do with this card as well. And then if it's sent from the field to graveyard, you can special summon another token. So this just puts bodies on the board. A very versatile card, and I would expect this card to see some play in cyber stacks. High Den Kendo Spirit. Wind, level 5, Pendulum Scale 9, Warrior Pendulum Spirit. Uh, 2400 attack, 1000 defense. Pendulum effect. If a pendulum uh, monster, if a monster is pendulum summoned, you can return this card from your, you have to return this card from the pendulum zone to your hand. Monster effect. When this is normal summoned, you can choose one card in your pendulum zone. Send to the graveyard all cards your opponent controls in the same column as that card. Once per turn during the end phase, if this is normal summoned or flipped face up this turn, returns to the hand. First, uh, Spirit Pendulum in the game. And there's some appeal for this being normal summoned, because you can remove up to like three cards. Because if you line this up, uh, normal summon this card, Pendulums swarm out, so you normal summon a 2400 attack monster. You return a pendulum scale, and then if that lines up with your opponent's cards, you can pop one to three cards. So that's that's really the appeal of this card, but otherwise spirits... There's no really real incentive to play spirit cards, because they return to the hand, so... Not the best card, but there is some appeal. If you are willing to play spirits, you pop three cards. Finally, the last SRs are Sarctic Radiation. This is a continuous spell. Activate this card by placing 7 counters on it. Each time an Ursarctic monster is special summoned from the hand or deck, or extra deck, you can remove a counter from this card and draw a card. 
Once per turn during the end phase, you can target an Ursarctic card in your graveyard, except for Radiation, shuffle it to the deck. This could potentially draw a lot of cards. I mean, it doesn't say like how many times you can activate this card during the turn. Like, you could draw seven cards in one turn, right? Like, this could be a little nutty. It depends. Um, the Ursarctics are... I think they will be a meta deck, uh, just because there's some play where they can negate the effects of the Link Monsters and stuff like that, so I would look out for this card. Um, and this, the fact that this draws 7 cards makes me wonder if you could play Aerosarctic Exodia, because um, you could just keep activating effects just to draw cards. And if you're running Grandpa's cards, that's a possibility. So, uh, I haven't seen a card draw card this good in a bit, but I think there's a, probably a catch that I don't understand. Um, yeah, I, I, there's probably something more to it than just playing this card to draw cards. I think there's more to it. That's a box. Now that I actually looked through the box, I think I might buy some of it because I have so many gems in Duel Links. Um, it's also possible this deck could this 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 box can totally be a flub, but. They do have like deep sea um, support, something like deep sea diva. Um, they have these spirit cards. They have monarch support or sarctics are introduced. Uh, Destiny hero support. Uh, Salamangrate. There's a Salamangrate ritual card here, which seems a little like extra, but whatever. Yeah, there's like random ritual cards throughout. Yeah, and some definitely some of the uh, cards are chase cards. Like Adea is a chase card. Ether, uh, Crackdown, of course. Destiny Hero cards are nice to get. Sarctics, of course. Yep, I I think this is an okay box. All right, we're done talking about Zillion Thunder. Let's get to Grandpa Solomon Moto is here. Uh, his uh, his event has two new cards. And the first one's kind of a sad one because um, it closes the book on Chumley because Chumley's main um, story plot is he made the Ayers Rock Sunrise card. And now that uh, Grandpa gives it, Chumley's definitely not going to be in duelings. But anyways, this is a normal spell. Target a beast monster in your graveyard. Special summon the target if you do. All face of monsters your opponent currently controls lose 200 attack for each beast, plant, and winged beast currently in your graveyard until the end of the turn. So this is like a revamped monster reborn for beasts, but then it also counts plants and other winged beasts in your graveyard. You debuff your enemy's cards, sure. Uh, I don't think that's going to swing too many games. Of course, they did this in the anime so that they could power up the Master of Oz so it could destroy the Ancient Gear Golem. It's really the whole reason why this card has that ability. So it's a, it's a real full-on anime card that was created way after the anime was shown. But this is basically Monster Reborn, a better version of Monster Reborn. You could run this along with Monster Reborn in a beast deck. And then... Um, the more useful ability is just being a monster reborn, then you could trigger abilities because certain resurrection cards pretend, 
prevent the card from activating its abilities. This does not. So hopefully your beast monster can activate additional abilities to help you get into Xyz or Link Summoning. So really, this is just Monster Reborn for Beasts. Um, and I would play this in a beast deck uh, if it can be fit. Now we get another card, uh, weird card or card, side effects, trap card. Your opponent draws one to three cards, then you gain 2,000 life points for each card they drew. Mill life gain cards, no other way to say it. Uh, it's not a bad card at all. It's perfect for air images, because then you make your opponent draw three cards, and then you get 6,000 life points, and then a whole flurry of effects can go off once you draw life point. Once you gain life points, you can like pop stuff on the board and banish stuff from the graveyard. The air images are like the ultimate free-to-play deck, and your opponent draws three cards, sure, and they're not sent to the graveyard, which is what a milk deck should do, but gaining 6,000 life points is a lot, and um, I would consider this more of a life point gain card than a mill card uh, for that respect, because your opponent can use all the cards they drew, so it's it's significant for that, but 6,000 life points is not a small thing, and uh, for a deck that can activate effects while gaining those life points like Aramages, it's a it's a good card. Alright, so with this event, we get Solomon's whole backstory of going into uh, Duel Links, his whole arc of being an explorer. Um, the cards they gave him were really random though, and they made Blue Eyes kind of a sticking point to him. Uh, I would have wanted more Exodia support, but they kind of gave that to Yugi instead. Right, we have Solomon interfacing with various characters like Taya, Pegasus, uh, Kaiba, uh, Yugi, anyone who he's had significant things with. No Joey or Tristan uh, interactions, though. But the level up rewards uh, are okay. Skills are bad. Level up rewards, we have four cards. Uh, Majesty of Eyes of Blue is a card that we've already received, but we're getting, like, um, I guess we're getting extra copies of it here. So I didn't really realize that. We got, like, four copies here, which is kind of extra. Um, let's send Blue Eyes from your hand or deck to the graveyard. Then target a face of monster in the field that can't attack. Uh, this is a really mediocre card. Um, at this point, like, Rendering a card to not attack, they could still use it for other material or something like that. So this is not really a useful card. Like Blue Eyes decks wouldn't really play this card, I think. Now the new cards, Dice Jar. We get two of these cards. Light level 3 rock flip effect, 200 attack, 300 defense. Both players roll a six-sided die. The player with the lower result takes damage equal to the opponent's roll times 250. However, if a winner rolled 6, the loser takes 3,000 damage. If the rolls are the same, both players roll again. One of the old jar cards, uh, we just saw this in Master Duels recently, being a required card. This has big uh, damage potential. Um, if you're able to swing it, your opponent takes 3,000 damage. So that alone makes this card a little dangerous. Um, it would be better if you could flip it off your, yourself. 
uh, and even better if you can modify um, the dice roll. So um, certain skills do modify dice rolls. That could make this card a little dangerous. Um, but, you know, this card will never see play in the meta. I don't think anyone would risk uh, playing a card like this. Um, that could pretty much just RNG itself off. Like, in its history, Duel Links has never been in, like an RNG um, game uh, besides the Desperado Barrel Dragon um, situation. Alright, next card's called Archfiend's Awakening. This is a Dark Level 6 Fiend Ritual, 2500-1200. This is another Summon Skull. You can Ritual Summon this card with Contract with the Abyss. This card's name becomes Summon Skull on the field, but it's treated as an Archfiend. cannot be destroyed by battle except for battle with a Ritual Monster. It cannot be destroyed by monster effects except for those by Ritual Monsters. If this ritual summon card you control is sent to the graveyard by an opponent's card, you can special summon a summon skull from your hand, deck, or graveyard. So, these, like, summon skull cards are pretty... They have some, like, immunity effects. The synchro monster I know, which I use a ton, cannot be targeted. This one's even better, I think. Like, it can't be destroyed by battle, except by rituals. And then it can't be destroyed by effects, except for rituals. So your opponent's probably not playing a ritual deck, unless they're playing like Revenge Reds or something. And but this card can be targeted for bounce, targeted for banish, sure. But this is still very sticky. I think um, it kind of just stay on the board. Twenty five hundred attack. You're not taking a ton of damage. Most of the time, this card will be destroying other stuff. So again, this this deck isn't really like a featured deck, and it's a ritual card. So like. The Synchro Summon Skull works if you could fit a level 6 Synchro. This is more of a dedicated uh, Contract of the Abyss ritual deck. So, like, this, this Summon Skull archetype is not really its own archetype. That's kind of the trouble here. Finally, we've got one copy of Ordeal of a Traveler's Continuous Trap card. When your opponent's monster declares an attack, your opponent chooses a random card in your hand. They call the type of card monster spell or trap. If they call it right, if they call it wrong, sorry, return the attacking monster to the hand. This is a stall card. That's all it is. Um, to maximize the effectiveness of this card, you should run like hand traps, uh, like more spells and monsters other than traps. Because you think of a control deck, you're running traps only, and your opponent will guess trap every single time. So it'll behoove you. In the stall deck to run like Golden Ladybug, Seer Karibo, Kite Roid, things like that, where they have some monster or spell diversity instead of just trap cards. So, this could be a pretty strong stall card, and we're just limited to one copy. Alright, and then we have Solomon Moto's dual skills, which are highly uh, forgettable. And they only have great names, like Extra Curse 1. If an opponent's monster in the extra monster zone is destroyed by battle, inflict 500 damage to your opponent's life points. The skill is only applied when there are no cards in your extra deck, and your opponent has 1,000 life points or more. Obviously, the bummer here with his skills is that you can't run an extra deck. And, uh... Yeah, it's like... I guess you could play this with Monarchs, but Monarchs probably have better support and other dual skills that help you tribute summon 
uh, yeah, this is not worth it. Another skill with a bad name, Extra Curse 2. On your next turn after opponent special summons a monster from the extra deck, the skill can be activated while your extra deck has less cards than your opponents. Select an opponent monster in the extra monster zone, decrease its attack and defense until the end of the turn. By the difference in the number of cards between the player's extra decks times 100. Again, this punishes your own extra deck usage. Um, but doesn't discourage it outright. You could run like one card. You could debuff your opponent by 600. Really bad skill. Um, you might as well just buff your own monsters, right? So, there's a skill called My Treasure Blue Eyes White Dragon. Increase the attack of a Blue Eyes White Dragon normal monster on your field by 500. The skill can be used once per turn if you begin a deck with that includes exactly one Blue-Eyes White Dragon and no other cards in your deck. In your extra deck. So, yeah. Pretty bad skill. It just makes, like, he has one Blue-Eyes, which gets ripped up. Might as well run beat down. Doesn't allow extra deck play. His theme so far is not running the extra deck, so it's like Solomon's the Monarch guy or something. Sinister Serpent Surprise Music Note. Every time your opponent's life every time your life points decrease by a thousand, you can use one of the following effects. Each effect can be used once per duel. Can be used before your normal draw. Instead of conducting your normal draw, place a sinister serpent from your to your graveyard from outside your deck. Can be used during your main phase, return all banished sinister serpents to your graveyard. So a, sinister serpent's a well known stall card. And it keeps coming back, kind of like you could get it out of the graveyard, summon it, and then it gets banished. But it's fairly outdated too, so like, your point could hard remove the Sinister Serpent, and that'll, that'll be it. So not really worth running in a stall deck either. Forbidden Power. You can use, you can activate one of the following effects each time your life points decrease by a thousand. Each effect can be used once per duel. Play an Exodia monster to your field from your hand in face-up attack. Place Exodia the Forbidden One from outside your deck to your graveyard. Reveal an Exodia monster in your hand, then place a right arm and left arm from outside your deck to your graveyard. Reveal an Exodia monster in your hand, place a right leg and a left leg from outside your deck to your graveyard. Skill can be used when there are no cards in your extra deck. Alright, so this is really tricky because you can't play Exodia without Grandpa's cards. So this is like another way of doing it, but in a much worse fashion. You start off, I guess you lose 1,000 life points. You start off, I guess you start off with the Forbidden One, because uh, that's your first piece. Place Forbidden One to your graveyard, and then... You can play it from your hand and then you add the arms and the legs. I'm not really sure how this works, but this will involve at least a 5,000 life point investment. You're going to have to lose some life points, get those pieces, get them back to your hand. Maybe play like an Exodia. There's like a certain Exodia card that adds them back from the graveyard to your hand or something. You're going to need that card. But 
it's a super tricky and long strategy to play Exodia. I would rather play Grandpa's cards and just try to draw the cards. And it should have definitely given him the skill. Like Solomon should have given the skill Grandpa's cards and not made it exclusive to Yugi. Finally, the last skill, Yauza, a divine card, can be used if there is an Egyptian god card on your opponent's field. Add a card with the same name to your hand from outside your deck. So, this is really unplayable. Like, your opponent has to be playing an Egyptian god card. It's probably not going to happen, even if you wanted to. You can't communicate with your opponent. It's just a bad skill. Alright, so that's Solomon. He has really bad... Uh, dual skills. I guess he runs tie that binds. Draw sense dark, draw sense low level, stuff like that. That's the only way you'll ever see him, but you'll never see him really in PvP besides people leveling him up to get his rewards. That is it. Uh, thanks for bearing with me in my uh, brain fog. Upcoming news, early July. Raid duel. Quentin... Uh, Dyson Sphere, new skill, odd number level, dueling mission research. Mid-July, new character, Alito. So we have uh, Zexel World back, Alito's here. Uh, action Duels, New York card, Fire Opal Head, and SR card, Confusion Shaft, and Tour Guide Bingo. And late July, obtain a legendary duelist who is Selena, they say. Shea Obsidian is retired. And Duel Capsule. So that is it thanks for listening see you next time